I'm going in search of witches. Witches? Witches. I guess you found me out, huh? Yeah. You should come around here on Halloween. You'd really see something then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we all jump off the roof and fly. You know, sort of like a coven. We were placed fester under some strange sexual spell. And what time will we be spellcasting? Hey there, witches, and welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft and spirituality in a modern context. My name is Rian Lockard, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. You can find me on all the social media platforms by typing in Moonstone Witchery, so please join me literally anywhere. I would love to have you. Um, The best and most efficient way to get direct access to me and my teaching and to learn all the things witchy and all the things shadow work is to join me in my Witchcraft Academy, so head on over to my website, find the Academy tab, and if you have any questions, hit me up somehow, send me a PM, or fill out the contact form on my website and I'd be happy to answer your questions. Okay, I wanted to make a podcast episode that is maybe not so much for you as much as it might be for the people in your life. Let me elaborate. So one thing that I know happens a lot when someone has gotten the nudge from spirit to explore and enhance their spiritual side um, They're drawn to maybe witchy or self-directed, magical kind of spiritual work, which to me is a form of witchcraft. Um, There's a little bit of hesitancy sometimes within the individual to embrace that word or embrace that world because there's so much weird energy in our culture around the concept of witchcraft. And I tell this story a lot, but once I was giving a talk at a spiritual center, And I was giving a talk about what witchcraft even is and why why witchcraft is showing up more in our culture in this time and why witchcraft is awakening and all of the things. And I was... I set up my um, podium because they gave me this like big table and I had like all this witchy stuff all over the podium. And, you know, there was like a raven and a witch's broom and a cauldron and all these things that are inherently signal to people who are unfamiliar with this world that um, this is a witch at the podium, right? And I did that on purpose. And I played the song um, Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac is my entrance music. It was very dramatic and I, I wore a very witchy kind of outfit and I did all of this on purpose because my intention with that was to really shed light on a lot of what witchcraft actually is versus what we initially perceive it to be. And in my Q&A at the end of the session, I had this really nice lady raise her hand and she said, 
well, I just can't understand. And I was like, what is it that you don't understand? And she said, well, why would a nice girl like you use the word witch when everyone feels so intense about that word? How come you wouldn't just use another word like energy worker or light worker or just focus on the fact that you're a psychic medium and talk about that? And I said, I'm using the word witch on purpose. I refuse to change the word because there is a negative connotation about that word. Instead, what I'm doing is I'm showing you that a nice girl like me can also be a witch. And perhaps the misunderstanding is around what the word witch is rather than that I should be afraid of embodying that word or telling anybody about it. So I'm going to purposely use that word and hopefully through my presence alone and through my teaching and my speaking and my podcasts and my social media platforms, perhaps we can start collectively together to redefine what that word actually means and how it looks like. And so I bring you this podcast episode because for many people, my DMs have a lot of I'm a witch, but I'm still in the broom closet. I'm a witch, but I'm afraid to tell my family. I'm a witch, but my husband doesn't know or accept that about me. And so I kind of keep it to myself. There's a lot of this energy circulating for people who are new to embracing their spiritual path and who are suddenly having these moments fall into place where they're like, oh, wow, all of these things feel like witchcraft, what do I do? Because there is still that charge around the word and there is still that fear. So I thought, well, a lot of the times it's helpful if we can teach the people in our lives how to view us, but sometimes it's more helpful if we are able to outsource some of that information and it can come through the eyes or the mouths of an expert or someone else to kind of clarify or quantify what is actually happening. And so that's why I'm making this episode today. This is an episode for me to explain to the loved ones in your life what it is that you're up to and what it means and how it's going to show up and what they can expect. This is an episode that will allow people in your life to take on this concept to hear the word witch or witchcraft and to maybe dismantle a little bit of their own fear or their own judgment and to hear with different ears or to open and expand their idea because often these people in our lives, they mean well. That lady in the audience, she didn't mean anything negative. She was actually confused. And so the people in your life might also just not fully understand what these words mean to you and what this practice is about. So on this episode, what I'm going to do is chat about the foundations of what a witch is and what your loved ones can expect. So I want you to go ahead and listen to it. And then I want you to consider sending it to the people in your life who you're wanting to come out to. And then I want them to listen to it. And then I want you guys to have a conversation as much as you're both 
capable of doing so, in which questions are asked and they're received neutrally and answers are given and they're received with an open mind. And in this way, we can start to bridge the gap and understand one another a little bit deeper. So if you are now listening and you are a loved one who has received this episode, welcome. It's nice and safe and warm here. It's like a nice bath. One thing you can know is that witches love baths and there's nothing inherently scary about a bath. So come and submerge with me. Let's imagine we're sitting in a hot tub under a nice pretty moon and it's a nice night and we're going to have a cool conversation about spirituality. And I don't seek to reframe your perception for yourself. I seek to let you in on what your loved one might be going through and what they might be experiencing. And I ask that you listen with an open mind and an open heart. And I ask that you realize that everyone here has a different relationship with the concept of God or the unknown spiritual life force that governs the universe. Um, I ask that you listen for an open mind with an open mind and say to yourself, perhaps there is more than one way to reach that ever present, ever loving energy that guides all the things that we're doing here. <clears throat> So a witch, in my definition, is a person who is aware that they can influence the energy of their own life and who chooses to do so. So I know there's a lot of conjecture and fear around these ideas of like spells and Satan and devil worship and um, casting harm around and doing bad things. But in my additional experience, what I really know to be actually true is that most people who identify as a witch are doing so for a few reasons. Number one, and you might find that you feel a similar kind of connection with your witchy loved one with this one. Someone identifying as a witch often has constantly and forever in their lives felt a spiritual component to life. They've just always felt like there is a spiritual essence in everything. Now, some people call that spiritual essence God, and some people call it spirit. Some people call it source energy. And when someone's saying source energy, they're referring to the inherent underlying energetic sphere of the world that has created all things. And you can see how source energy is a word for that, but God could be another word for that. And spirit could be another word for that. And the universe could be another word for that. But fundamentally, these are all just words. And in our, I don't know, our culture, we're doing this scary hard thing where we're trying to put words to concepts, right? Like we'll feel an emotion or have an experience and we have to find words to kind of encapsulate that. And the words that we choose might be different, but the underlying feeling of the experience is pretty much the same. So for some people, the word God doesn't quite summarize that feeling for them. And this might just be because of what they were taught God is or what God feels like to them. And so for some people, the word spirit 
or source or the universe feels like it encapsulates that feeling a little bit more. And so a witch will often refer to the energy of something or the spirit of something. And what they're talking about is that innate quality of there being more in everything. And I don't see a huge divide here. You know, if I'm speaking with someone and because I am an ordained interfaith minister, which means I went to divinity school, a graduate level program, and I spent several years learning about all the major world religions, right? And I still chose witchcraft as the one that fits me the most. But what I learned in my coursework was all of us are so much more alike than we are different. It's just the implementation. That was a word I stumbled over a little bit. It's just the way we implement these concepts that takes a little bit of a different form. But we're all kind of noticing something similar. And that thing we're noticing is that there is this beautiful energy that exists in everything. We're noticing and we're in awe of the way that life exists. A witch is very much in awe. A witch is a person who is like, wow, there is a spiritual component to everything. And here's another place where the language sort of shifts a little, right? A witch is saying, oh my gosh, I can feel the energy of this thing. And they might use that word energy. And you might use the word soul or spirit or God instead, but that feeling is the same. And a witch might use the word magic, but you might use the word spirit or soul or God. I think that a big difference between someone who's embraced the witchcraft world and someone who is on the fence about their acceptance of that is simply a difference in language. <clears throat> A witch noticing that there is magic happening all the time is simply noticing that there are miracles on an everyday basis. They're coming from an energy of gratitude, of awe, of inspiration. They're coming from a place of being like, wow, isn't everything amazing? <laughs> and that's like a beautiful foundation, right? So from the jump, we're seeing that where we might have perceived a witch as being someone dark and scary, to realizing, oh, this is a person in awe of a lot of beauty. This is a person living their life in alignment with gratitude. This is a person who's noticing that there is this unspoken magic kind of everywhere, this unspoken buzzy kind of energy in all the things. And then what a witch does is they take it a step farther and they're like, I want to interact with that magic. I want to interact with that energy. I want to invite in all of that good, high vibe, really special, magical essence of everything around me. And I want to so live attached to it. And I want to so live with it that I want to work with it. And so a witch might kind of reach out and contact that energy field. And this is very similar to prayer. When someone is in a religion, 
there are a lot of structures to how a religion goes. A religion says if you want to communicate with divinity or God, you can pray or you can recite certain phrases or you can eat certain things or do certain things in order to live a more holy life. A witch has similar thoughts. A witch has similar pathways. But a witch determines what those things are for herself. That's one of the differences. In a religion, what you can do is look to the holy book of your religion and ask it, how do I interact more with God? A witch says, I want to interact more with the spirit of of the universe. What do I want to do that makes me feel more connected? And so you're both doing a similar thing. You're both kind of wishing to invite in the energy of spirit or God into your life on a more consistent basis. And in a religion, there are certain ways to do that and they're valid. And in a witchcraft world or in the witchcraft world, depending on how your your loved one identifies, for the most part, they are choosing for themselves how they want to invite that spiritual energy into their life. But it's all positive. It's all gratitude. It's all inspired by the beauty of dot, 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 all that is essentially. And so a witch will find a way to set an intention for their day. And this is very much like praying. My, My choice to say, today my intention is that I will be loving in all of my interactions is very similar to someone praying to an archangel and asking for them to in, to to grace them with love or to bless them with grace or to infuse them with patience a witch merely says I am going to set the intention that I will be patient in all things and then they receive signs or Um, gifts from the universe that kind of help them stay on that path or help them realign with what their intention is. But prayer and intention setting are very, very similar. We're asking a higher power. We're asking uh, the energy of something greater than us to be present in our lives. And we're asking it to show up and to support us and to help us on our path. See, a lot of people living a religious life are also doing self-work. They're, they're turning over their hardships or the places where they stumble to God, or they're turning over their questions or their fears or their doubts to God. They're placing these troubling moments in the hands of something greater than themselves. A witch is doing the similar thing, but a witch is saying, okay, I'm going through something right now. And so I have faith in the universe, such a similar way of looking at things, that I can shift this energy. Remember, my definition here is that a witch is someone who is aware that there is an energetic component to life and they choose to interact with it on purpose, right? So just like someone might pray, a witch is going to Say, I want to cast a spell and I want this spell to infuse my world with positive energy. And they call in the energy that they want. 
So in this way, someone who is casting a spell is working with spirit to create the outcome that they so choose. It's sort of similar to those what would Jesus do bracelets, right? Like it's reminding you to kind of embody the essence of a certain figure who you feel was very godly. A witch is doing that when they are spell casting. They are calling in a certain energy and then they're teaching themselves how to align with that energy. So they might carry crystals with them and those crystals will remind them of the energy that they want to embody or how they want to live their life. Those crystals will give them the strength to make a better or different decision for themselves or for their loved ones. This is really no different than wearing like a cross or praying the rosary or having some religious symbology hung up in the walls of your home or adorning your car with some kind of saint or something like that, an angel on your visor. Those kinds of things are very similar to the things that a witch is doing when she is asking for her life to shift in a more positive way or when she is trying to bless her children with ease, or when she is trying to infuse her home with peace or love. She's carrying around little symbolic components that she has placed energy in, which is very similar to praying over someone or praying over something. The items themselves might be different, but the energy of the intention of the items is very similar. And so a witch casting a spell is like having a very embodied and lived prayer being sent out. Even the um, anatomy of a prayer is rather similar to the anatomy of a spell. We invoke, meaning we say, dear God. And if we're doing a witchy thing, we would say, you know, dear universe, or if we're talking to a different deity, we would bring up them. Or if we're speaking to our guardian angels or our spirit guides, we would talk to them. But it's still an invocation, meaning we're calling forth the energy of something other than us. <clears throat> and then we set our words out there as to what it is we're looking for and how we want the energy to shift. And then we kind of offer gratitude, you know, um, and then we close. So the way that looks like in a prayer is like, dear God, like, I thank you for all of the blessings in my life. I ask that you provide me with the strength to get through this day. Um, in Jesus's name, amen. For a spell or an intention, we would say, you know, dear universe, something along those lines. I call forth the energy of patience and support. I ask that you infuse my space with love so I can get through this day in gratitudes and blessings. So it is so. These are quite the same things, just slightly different words. And a witch would light a candle to represent that work being done to signal to spirit that she's talking to spirit because a candle is the light and spirit is the light. So if you light a candle, you are speaking spirit's language. And so 
spirit can understand what is being transferred to it with the light of a candle because spirit is the light just like God is the light right and then we would maybe place some aligned crystals at the bottom of a spell candle because they offer um, that representation of that energy. We might light some incense. And if you've been to a church, you will see that they also light some incense. And it's to honor the energy field and to say, let me give you this incense in exchange for your listening. Let me give you this incense as a token of my gratitude. Let me give you this incense and ask that you take away anything hard or different or scary or bad from my world and that you bring me more of that light that is represented in that candle. And then we get to carry those components with us. And, you know, each crystal has a certain quality about itself, so it contributes to that energy. It's like cliff notes for spirit. I want more love in my life. I want to be more loving to those in my family. I'm going to place a piece of rose quartz at the base of my candle to represent this love. And when the candle burns out, I carry that piece of rose quartz with me, both as a reminder and because now it has spoken to spirit with me and it really had a, I had a beautiful moment with it and it's going to radiate that energy to me. Much of the essence of what is being done is the same. Now there is a difference in so much as In some religions, it is believed that not every single individual is able themselves to communicate with God. In some religions, they feel that there really are certain rules or structures for who can communicate with God and how that communication should be done. A witch does not necessarily agree with that premise. A witch has decided that because they are aware of the God or the spirit or the source in all things, that they're going to just talk to God themselves or they're just going to talk to spirit themselves. And this isn't too far off, quite honestly, from what the Bible tells us anyway, which is that God created us in his own image. So that means that there are parts of God within each of us. And we can activate those parts to communicate with the originator of that energy. So while some people might feel that they go to a holy place to speak to God or to pray or to connect or that they have to speak through another person such as a priest or a minister in order to to activate that channel, a witch is just kind of bypassing that step. A witch is saying, anywhere I am is holy. My own home is a house of God because I am in it and because it was created by spirit. Now, a witch isn't going to think necessarily, and I can't speak for all witches, of course, but a witch isn't going to necessarily think of this stuff in terms of the word God because there are a lot of energies that have attached themselves to the word God that a witch might not feel safe with. So in this way, just as you might not feel safe with the word witch, I'd like you to open your mind and to consider that a witch might not feel safe with the word God. 
And this is not because of some inherent evil within the witch, but because of how the witch has been treated by the um, figures and entities and structures of religion. So there's a couple things going on. There's this beautiful energy in the background of all things that I've been talking to you about. And that beautiful energy is known as the universe or God or spirit or source or whatever word you want for it. And then there's the ways in which those energies have been embodied in this world. And certain religious houses or buildings have not always been welcome to a lot of the concepts that I've described to you, or they haven't felt welcoming for people who want to do things a little bit differently. And so your loved one might feel like that place doesn't accept me as I am. But because that place doesn't accept me doesn't mean that that spirit doesn't accept me. It doesn't mean that I can't have a relationship with spirit. And so the witch in your life has found a way to still connect to spirit just without having to do it through a certain building or with a certain list of rules that that don't feel right to that person. But beneath it all, and aside from those rules or those lists or those buildings, your witch still is wanting to connect to spirit they're still living in a place of like unending love or they're trying to get to that place and so one question is does a building have that much power that you're willing to sever a relationship or judge a loved one in your life who is truly doing their best The loved one in your life, the witch who you love, is out here trying to have more love, more connection, more special energy in their life. They're likely doing a lot of self-reflecting. They're likely doing a lot of inner work. Now, in the witchcraft world, we call this shadow work. And that term might sound scary to you. But it's not scary What shadow work is, is someone working on themselves through the parts of themselves that they don't actually like that much. And we call those parts of ourselves our shadow side. We are aware that we are made of darkness and light. Every one of us is. And so when we are doing self-work, we're working through the places that feel scary to us. We're working on healing ourselves and becoming a better version of ourselves. And in a lot of religions, there's similar things. There's Bible study, which has the same goal. In Bible study, we look to cool stories and we figure out what the message is within them. And we work through prayer and conversation and self-reflection to kind of emulate a different version of ourselves. When we're doing shadow work, we're doing the exact same thing. But instead of looking to biblical stories for our inspiration, we might look to nature, or we might look to the stars, or we might look to our friends and family, or we might look to books or anything that has inspired us. And we say to ourselves, how do I want to be? Versus how am I right now? And how can I emulate a different version 
of what I want? How can I take in a new energy or a new way of looking at this? That's all that shadow work is. And a witch does a lot of work on positive things, not just negative or scary things. In fact, most witches I know don't do anything negative or scary. Most witches I know are really trying to shape their own reality to be more loving, more gentle, more accepting, more kind, more generous. Witches often believe that the energy that they put out shapes the world that they live in. And so in that way, I hear a lot of the teachings of Jesus and how we're supposed to do unto others and love thy neighbor and all of those really good things. A witch is trying to do the same thing. The words are different, but the energy is similar. A witch is out here trying to say, how can I be a really good person? And therefore, if I live that way, my life is that way. I think that there are many misunderstandings about what a witch is doing. And I want to talk about some of the fear. There's a lot of condemnation from witchcraft about working with the devil and um, invoking demons and doing scary things. I'm not sure exactly where this came from except for the fact that I think most people are frankly uneducated on what witchcraft actually is, which is why I spent the first portion of this episode sort of trying to say that a witch is just someone who is aware of the energy and wanting to shift their life in a positive direction and to be more kind and generous and happy and centered and grounded and to feel connected all the time to spirit. Now, Because of fear, there's been a lot of misconceptions as to what witchcraft is. We all know that there are people who are good people and there are people who are unkind people in this world. But it would be nice if it would be so easy to just be able to point out who the unkind people are. It would be nice if they all sort of wore the same hat, right? Or had the same like defining characteristic about themselves. But unfortunately, as much as some places try to tell us that that's the case, I think you'll find that it's not. Because I know that there are really good Christians in the world, and I know that there are Christians who aren't so nice, just like there are really good witches in the world, and there might be witches that aren't so nice, just like there are really good fourth grade teachers in the world, and there are some fourth grade teachers that aren't so nice, and there are really good baristas, and there are baristas that are not so nice. There are a blend of people in all things is what I'm saying to you. And it seems very unfair to just decide that because someone identifies a certain way that they are a bad person. I know that the Christians feel really hurt when they get categorized as being a certain type of way. But I want you to take that feeling 
and to turn it around and realize that the witch that you love in your life feels the same way. Just because she's practicing magic or spiritual connection in her own way doesn't mean that she's suddenly not the good, beautiful, kind person that you know. There is nothing inherently evil or demonic or bad or wrong about witchcraft. Those are decisions that each individual person makes. But I have to tell you, as someone who has 140-something thousand people in my Facebook group and 170-something thousand people on my Instagram and many, many, many thousands of people listening to this podcast right now, I have yet to encounter a witch who is operating from a foundation of evil and badness and demon worship and all the things. I don't see it. It doesn't happen. Because the majority of people who are coming to witch work are doing so because they simply want to be allowed to interact with spirit on their own terms. They simply want to be allowed to have their life feel magical and special to them. That's the truth. And there's some miseducation around devils and demons and all of that anyway. Um, But even if we go with the traditional comprehension that demons and devils are super evil and bad, I still don't know many witches, if any, I really don't think, I'm trying to think if I know any, who evoke these bad deities and these bad demons and these bad energies in order to create chaos in the world. I know people who cause chaos in the world, but those are just people I know and they're not witches. We all know harmful people and quite honestly usually the most harmful people in our lives are suffering with mental illness but we all know harmful people but as I just pointed out they don't all belong to one specific category right? There's good people in all categories and there's like not so good people in all categories The labels we wear do not define whether we are a good person or not a good person. The way we are in the world defines whether we are a good person or not a good person. And so the witch in your life who you love is simply out here wanting to feel spiritually connected every single day. And I think we can all respect that. We might have differences of opinions on how we do that. But that is more of the mundane work of day-to-day living. You might have one way that you like to mop your floor. And, And I might mop my floor a completely different way. This could super irritate you that I'm not mopping my floor efficiently. And that's fine. But you understand the concept of having to just allow me to mop my floor my own way, and at least my floors are mopped. The way in which we access our own sense of spiritual connection is personal to each person. It's sacred for each person. It's holy. The relationship you have with your version of God is a sacred, special, and holy experience for you. And now I want you to realize that the witch who you love in your life, their relationship with their own version of God or spirit is sacred and special and holy to them. 
And I think you would be really hurt if someone was to come up to you and to tell you that the way you interacted with God was wrong or bad or harmful, when if you searched in your heart, you would say, but I'm just trying to do what's right. I'm trying to be a good person. I'm coming from a place of love. Now realize that the witch in your life who you love is feeling the exact same way. I'm just trying to do what's right. I'm just trying to be a good person. I'm coming from a place of love. And isn't it okay if we have different ideas on how to come from a place of love? And isn't it okay that we have different concepts of how we can connect to spiritual energy? The witch in your life who you love is is active. She's engaging with spirit in her own way, on her own terms. She's saying, I want to light this incense and tell my guardian angels that I love them. 100% that's, by the way, what they're doing. Or, I want to create this special bag of crystals and special flowers and herbs, and I want to give it to someone so that they are carrying around protection with them. Like, imagine if you could take a prayer and turn it into something you could hold in your hands and give it to someone you loved. That's what a witch is doing. When a witch gives you a crystal or a special necklace or um, like a bag of herbs or something like that, what she's giving you is essentially, and this might not be her language for it, but it's essentially a prayer that you can hold and wear. And it was created with so much love and regard and concern and care for you. And so sometimes it might feel scary Oh, that's a spell. But if you start to understand that a spell is just a tangible prayer, it doesn't it become less scary and can you see it as love? The witch in your life is truly trying to live embodied in spiritual energy. They're trying to take that energy that you might call God and live next to it, live with it, live through it in their own life. They might call it something different. They might use different words for it. But it's the words that are scary, not the actions being taken by the witch in your life who you love. The words sound scary, invoking deities or reading tarot cards. It's just a method of talking to spirit and asking for answers so that the witch herself can make better choices for herself or get some insight into her own life. What a witch is doing is realizing that everything feels like God to them. Everything feels like spirit. Everything feels special and sacred. Everything has that magic fingerprint of divinity upon it and a witch is simply looking to see what they are being told what is God saying to them and again a witch probably won't use that language but isn't it really the same a witch is like let me ask my cards to help me interpret this energy I'm feeling about this situation And a Christian might say, God is telling me very clearly what I need to do here. And it's the same concept. The witch in your life is not 
suddenly an evil person because they are trying to connect to God. They're just doing it in a different way than you would. And so sometimes, and this is a hard thing for, for many people, but sometimes we have to say to ourselves, can I allow this person I love to do something differently than how I would do it? And I know that's hard, especially when we've been told there are certain ways to do certain things. The witch in your life who you love has heard that there are certain ways to do things and they just simply don't actually agree with that. And that might feel like a personal attack to you because for you, perhaps you've lived your whole life doing things a certain way and that has worked for you. But the question for you to ask yourself is, do I believe there is only one way to do things? And is that one way more important than the relationship I have with this person in my life who I love? Can I love someone who mops their floor differently than me? Can I love someone who refuses to use the GPS and just figures it out on their own? And I think they should use the GPS. (laughs) Can I love someone who chooses to parent differently than I chose to parent? Can a person in my life govern their own life differently than how I would? And can that be okay? And can I still love them? Because the witch in your life is still a good person. They still are loving and kind and engaging and generous. In fact, themselves allowing themselves to access witchcraft has perhaps made them a better person. Because they've allowed themselves to summon in positive energy, to request that the universe helps them, to endeavor to become a better, more spiritually grounded person. And so they often become even better versions of themselves through their access to spirit. But can you allow them to have come to these conclusions and to get to the ultimate connection to spirit or God in a way that was different than what you did? And can that still be valid and okay? Are we allowed to have different paths to the same outcome? Because we're all walking this journey. And we're all on this journey of trying to become the best version of ourselves that we can be. And for some of us, that looks like having a religion and following those steps, and that's great. And for some of us, that means finding our own way and interacting with our world differently. And that's great. And that's called witchcraft. Just because a word has some scary connotations to it, doesn't mean that the person is doing anything scary. And there's a question for you to ask yourself, which is, am I responsible for this person's decisions? And if you're a parent, you'll know that all we can ever do is sort of share our perspective and then detach and allow our children to be who they are. And this applies to the person who you love in your life, whether you're their parent or not. I have told you what I think you should do or what has worked for me. And I am hearing that you're going to do things your own way. What is your relationship with allowing the people in your life to be themselves and to figure out what works for them?
Because even if you're afraid of their judgment or of repercussions for their their spirit or their soul, I would see that as a, a call to trust in God a little bit more. <clears throat> because if God knows what our soul is, and if God deeply knows who we truly are, then God can make room for us to be a good person, but to have taken a different path. And it's not really in your hands to tell someone who they need to be or how they need to live, because that's kind of God's job. All you can do is love everyone in your life the way that God would love them even if you don't fully agree with or understand them. But to offer judgment from a place of fear means that you have to go into that energy yourself. You have to condemn and judge and withhold love because of fear. And I guarantee you that the witch in your life who you love has really thought deeply about all of these things and has still chosen to embrace their path. And it would be an interesting conversation for you to say, tell me what you love about your spiritual practice. Tell me what's positive. We focus so much on our differences And we focus so much on the things we're scared of instead of focusing on what unifies us and what what, what our joy is. And fear is one of those gross, contagious diseases where it can spread and build upon itself and cause panic and anxiety and worry and judgment and condemnation. But love is also contagious in a positive way. It brings connection and unity and joy and a shared sense of magic or something being special or something being sacred. What if it's all okay? And what if the person in your life who you love is still who they've always been? They're just expressing themselves little bit differently than you expected or differently than you would express yourself. And isn't the work there around becoming okay with that and allowing everybody to be who they are and letting all of it sort itself out? Because fundamentally, I really believe that we are all the same in many ways. Fundamentally, I think we all want family and connection and friendship and joy. I think we all want to be seen for who we are and accepted. And I think that respect is something that goes really far in creating relationships that are sustainable. You don't have to do everything the way that I would do it, but I respect your right to do things your own way because I know that you worshiping God in your way doesn't impact me. Just like me worshiping spirit in my way doesn't impact you. 
But we both get to have this special connection to the universe. And we both get to radiate from a place of joy. And we both get to live this life that feels so sacred and holy to us. And isn't that beautiful? And isn't the foundation just like, I want connection and love and unity. And I want to feel infused with all the beautiful, magical, special, sacred energy of being alive. Nine times out of 10, 9.9 times out of 10, the witch in your life who you love is only doing things that are really, really, really positive. But the same can be said of the Christians in your life that you know. You know, I knew a Christian who was telling me that she was praying for someone to get what she deserved. Some lady had really wronged her, had really hurt her. She was calling upon Jesus. Jesus, please show her the error of her ways. And I could argue that that's the same as casting a spell upon someone to kind of bring them awareness to what they're doing wrong. It's all the same energy. It's just the method through which we do it differently. So if a witch... In your life, who you love has sent you this podcast, I encourage you to be willing to think of things differently. I encourage you to ask yourself, do these words hold power over my relationship with this person? Is it possible there is a misunderstanding about what this word means and how it is used? Is it possible that I've been told that witches are evil, but that maybe that's a misunderstanding? Maybe people haven't taken the time to actually ask a witch, what is it like to be you? And maybe I can make some room for someone to live a little differently than me because I want to center my relationship over my judgment or my fear. And you can ask the witch in your life who you love to do the same for you. Because it's a symbiotic thing. It's give and take. It's back and forth. Respect goes both ways. So I thank you for listening. I hope that this podcast episode gives you something to talk about. And I hope that it has dismantled some of your fear or concern for the witch in your life that you love. And I hope that moving forward, you're able to connect over a shared sense of love and connection, and joy, and just the absolute awe and gratitude of being able to be alive, because that's really what this is all about. Thank you for listening. You can find me on Instagram, moonstone underscore witchery. You can join me in my Facebook group, which is also moonstone witchery, and come and find me in my academy, and I would love to talk with any of you, and I hope that you have a very wonderful day.